Blog Talk Radio.
Uh, it is registration is already open, so you can go online and register. You can go to www.wesffc.com and you can register there. And what we do that makes our camp a little different is we have guys, some that played with me, uh, but most of the guys that played for me at my various stops. So at Coastal Carolina, uh, University of Texas, San Antonio, um, University of South Carolina, NC State, Elon the Citadel, Ohio University, we'll have guys from all of these schools come and help coach. And we have some others as well. And then we'll have some cheerleaders um, from South Carolina, uh, Coastal Carolina, and some of the other places as well. So what we want to do is embark, embark excuse me, upon these young people a vision of success. You know, some of these guys, they've had opportunity to see play on Sundays, some of them have played professionally, uh, or Saturdays, whether it's in williams Bryce, Johnson Haygood, or down there at the coast of Carolina. They've had, they saw them on television, or they saw them actually play live, and now they get an opportunity to interact with them. And I, and I think that gives them a vision of success. Because one of the things that is certain that all of these guys and girls have gone professional in something. Some had opportunity to play professional sports or cheer professional, but they're all gone professional in something. And that's what one of these kids understand, that that professional career is going to end at some point. What do you have in place that will help you be successful after that? Now, some people's career is going to end when they finish high school or before they finish high school. Some is going to be when they finish college. Others might get a year or so in the league, regardless of what league it is. And some might even get 10 years in. But even if I get 10 years in the league, I'm still 29, 30, 31, and now i got a lot of life to lead. So what do you have in your tool belt that's going to help you be successful? Now, one of the things I truly believe, I want these young people to chase those dreams. I know that it's a very small percentage that get to that, but I want them to chase their dreams because there's so much that they can learn from that. If nothing else, the discipline that it takes to put yourself in position to even be thought about is tremendous. And if you can take that discipline, if you can take that work ethic and apply it to whatever your profession is, you will find success. So that work ethic is one of the things. But also, we're going to talk about overall nutrition, which, again, uh, just from an overall standpoint, being healthy and what you eat has a lot to do with that is very important and will definitely help you be successful. Because there's one thing that, that I, I know to be true is that you cannot outwork a bad diet. But the major thing that we talk about a lot is financial literacy. And I think that financial literacy piece is so important because regardless if I make $10,000 like a part-time worker while I'm in high school or college or make $10 million, if you're not financially literate, you're still going to end up broke. So that financially literacy piece has a lot of different facets to it, and we talk about it a lot, whether it's from credit, budgeting, um, real estate, stock market, whether it's bonds, mutual funds, or actual stocks, or cryptocurrency. All these things are something that we need to learn about 
because it will help you be successful. And another thing that is, I think, extremely important, the earlier you start to learn about financial literacy, the better off you will be. Because here's something that I, I saw once. There was uh, a young lady that saved $1,000 um, $1, a month from the time she was 18 to the time she was 25, and she did nothing else. She stopped at that point. And there was another person that didn't start until he was 35, but he saved $2,000 a month. By the time they hit 65, that lady had more money, and she only went from 18 to 25, those seven years, than that guy that invested from 35 to 65. So starting earlier is important. And, again, how can I start if I don't know what to do? So that's why financial literacy is so important. We also can talk about mental health. Um, mental health, mental wellness, that's something that's also extremely important. Um, one of the concepts that, that uh, we have been brought to us is something that's called PCSD, which is post-competition stress disorder. And that's something that, that really, if you think about it, it's a real thing. Because once you finish playing, regardless if it's because you retired, because you got injured, or just because somebody cut you. There's a mental deal you have to deal with when that sport, whatever your sport is, is taken away from you. Um, so the mental aspects of athletics are extremely important, and just mental health in general is a real thing. We also talk about character. We talk about leadership. Uh, something else I think that's extremely important right now is interacting with police officers, which I think a lot of kids, or not just kids, but a lot of people need to understand that if a traffic stop happens, the goal is for everybody to go home. Even if you might not go home right then um, because of the fact that you did something we're supposed to be doing, um, but the key is to be able to go home, and that's what we want to be able to do. So, if you're in that situation, it should be yes, sir, no, sir, uh, something, a concept that, that, I, that I've often talked to my guys about, and I think it's true across the board, is in a confrontation with a person of authority, you're going to lose every time. So even if you feel that you're wrong, just yes, sir, no, sir, and then after it's over, Call who you need to call, do what you need to do, or try to get a handle that way. But in that moment, you're going to lose every time. But we're also going to look at etiquette. Etiquette is something else that is extremely important. Sometimes in a job interview, you sit down and you go to dinner. And there's some jobs that are lost in the first five minutes of that dinner. Another part of etiquette is how do I dress for an interview? All of these things are things that, that we're going to address uh, and talk about with these young student-athletes. And then we have some other things as well. But one of the things that we're going to do on June 4th, uh, if you're a golfer, we'd definitely love to have you come out. Um, or if you want to be a sponsor, we'd love to have your uh, support that way as well. But on June 4th, we will have a golf tournament, which will help go on and support our main event and the other events that we're going to have throughout the year. Um, always like to start the day off with a thought of the day. And today's thought is to be all in. Sometimes you just got to jump in. 
I'm sure everybody has seen somebody at the pool or in the ocean that just sticks a toe in the water. But when I'm talking about, you know, what, what it is that you want to be successful in, whether it's your job, whether it's your sports, uh, whether it's your relationships, whatever it is, you got to jump in. Jump into the point where it makes no sense to turn around, where you have to press forward. Burn the ships, no retreat, no surrender, whatever the thought process is, go with. Be all in. Now, I've seen a lot of kids over the years that say that they want to be great. But the problem is they didn't sell out. They didn't do whatever it took to be successful. They talked a good game, but they weren't all in. The first obstacle they faced, they sort of shut it down. Or if they were afraid to try hard, um, I've seen some kids afraid to try hard, sometimes because they're afraid to fail, somewhere afraid to be successful. But failure is a learning opportunity. And if you think for one second that you are never going to fail, I'm here to tell you that you're sadly mistaken because it's going to happen. Because if you don't fail, that means you're not trying. And if you're not trying, you're not going to be as successful as you can be. You're never going to meet your potential. Sometimes when it's hard, they don't try. And if somebody says it's impossible, then they really shut it down. And, again, I'm not the guy to think that you want to be content with being mediocre or average or just a number in a crowd. But here's the key. Once you make your mind up, that you're all in. That obstacle we were just talking about is just an opportunity to learn. That hard thing we were talking about, it takes but a second. And the impossible that they were, they were talking about, it takes but a moment more. But you got to go on and make up your mind. It is that you're pursuing, you got to be all in. Because if you don't be all in, you're just going to be another face in the crowd. And if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But there's a reason why there's only a few select. Because they make up their mind, they are all in, they they come across obstacles, but they don't let that obstacle stop them. Eleanor Roosevelt said, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience when you really stop and look fear in the face. And as I said earlier, sometimes we are afraid of failing. But we can't be that way. We've got to go on and know that, hey, if I fail, there's a learning opportunity, and i got to get ready and go again. Thomas Edison, he failed over a thousand times, but then he got it right. And when you get it right, oh, that feeling is so good. It is such a great feeling. And this it's true whether you're talking about athletics or you're talking about life. You have to go on and be all in and know that there's going to be some bumps in the road. But that bump in the road is just an opportunity to learn. Learn from it and keep growing. Unfortunately, some people don't learn from it. And if you don't learn from it, you're going to continue facing that same obstacle or similar obstacles. The key is to learn from it. And when you learn from it, you're all in, you got your mind made up that, hey, success is going to be mine, 
then hey, the sky's going to be the limit. The sky's going to be the limit. There are no guarantees, but I can guarantee you if you don't be all in, then you're not going to be successful. Now, of course, we had the draft last week um, or the week before last, and still the big topic is Aaron Rodgers and what's going to happen with him. Um, he's definitely just crumbled. Uh, one, I think it, it goes back to last year um, with the quarterback they, they uh, drafted. And then this year, I think he he was looking for some help. Um, but regardless of what it is, he's just crumbled. Um, I would love to see him stay in Green Bay because uh, I think he is a great quarterback. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I've been around a, a few guys. And he's definitely one of the best that I've ever seen. And definitely hoping that they're able to get that worked out. Uh, but the other thing that's, that's going on, it's just big news right now, is LeBron is not playing right now. He's They're trying to hold him out and get him ready for the playoffs. And it looks like they might have to be in the playing game. So, hey, if LeBron is healthy, the Lakers are a different team. If LeBron is not healthy, how far will the Lakers go? Not saying that one man can definitely do all of that because it's still a team effort. Um, but we'll see because I think he's such an important part of that team, not just from a physical standpoint but from a mental standpoint. So we'll see how that shakes out. But I think uh, I think they got three more games left, and somewhere along the line. He's going to get back out there, and uh, hopefully he'll be 100%. Because if he's not 100% on a high ankle sprain and all the jumping that they do, eh, that could be a little bit difficult. But nonetheless, hey, we're going to go on and uh, take a quick break. Well, actually, before the break, we're going to hear a little bit from Eric Thomas. But hold on one second. Today, more than ever, we think about the air our family breathes. You and your family need to count on your home's air to be clean, free from harm, and safe from the coronavirus. Nano air filters are the defense system your home HVAC system needs. Our filter media is created with a super fine spider-like material which captures particles as small as the virus. Standard home filters are just far too porous to do the job. So make the healthy choice and upgrade your air filters today by visiting nanoairsolutions.com. Oh, excuses, guys. I wish I could. I wish you could pay me a thousand dollars today. I could tell you, seventy percent is enough. I wish you could pay me fifteen hundred. I wish you could pay me fifteen hundred. And I could say to you, eighty percent is gonna get it. I guarantee. Give me a fifteen hundred. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that I magic wand you, and eighty percent will be equivalent to hundred percent for you. Oof. But it's not gonna happen. So I need you to understand something. You can have it if you want it. But the bigger the dream, the bigger the dream, the bigger the dream, guys, the bigger the dream, the bigger the dream, the harder the grind. And can I be honest with you guys, I'm grinding harder now than I've ever grinded before. Somebody said, E.T., somebody called me up there said, E.T., I don't know if you've been paying attention, and they were right, I haven't. E.T., we've been going online, and if you go on YouTube and you put the best motivational video of all times, right now, E.T., that's your video. E, how do you feel? E.T., 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 I don't know if you did it, but I did it. The top motivational speakers in the world, 
in some categories, ET, you're there. You're like number 10, you're number 5, ET. How you feel, ET? I said, I'm going to be honest with you. It was easier when I wasn't on the list. It was easier because I wasn't focused. We want people to make guarantees to us, but we're not willing to make guarantees to ourselves. Somebody gave you a guarantee, $30, 30-day guarantee. In 30 days, if, they, if you don't make what they told you was going to make, in 30 days, you got an attitude, you want your money back. But you've never demanded your money back from yourself. What do you do when you're not the only one that wants to make a million dollars in your company? You're not the only one that wants to be the president. You're not the only one that wants to be the CEO. What if you're not the only one that wants what you want? What if there are thousands of other people who want what you want? You have to outwork them. The reason why I'm not successful is because of my boss. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and said, I'm not getting up on time? What do you do when a thousand other people want exactly what you want? You've never looked at yourself in the mirror and said, you let you down. Until you get to that point, you let you down. You've never, you're not brave enough. You want to put it on somebody else. I changed. And I stopped being a victim. I stopped saying, I've got to wait for good things to happen to me. And I said, I'm going to grind. I'm going to fight. I'm going to work. I'm going to press toward. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do everything in my power every single day. You gotta outbind them. You gotta get up earlier. You gotta stay up later. You gotta execute and you gotta go from 70 to 120. And if you create a culture of losing, if you keep being a victim, if you keep letting losing happen to you, if you keep letting people do you and treat you any kind of way, it's gonna become a culture. You're probably thinking, E.T., you're doing less now than you did. We're doing more now. Every video, we got a spell check now. We didn't have to spell check this. We could put up, we could misspell it. Nobody cared. They didn't know who I was. Now, every single video is being scrutinized. Now, every single thing we're doing, people are talking about. Now, every single video we do has to be top notch. Go back to the first one. I didn't even say, thank God, it's Monday. I said, magical Monday. I have standards. I have values. I don't care how much you pay me. If I speak at an elementary school for $300, I chose to do that. You always want to blame other people. You always want to, you want to hold other people to the fire, but you're not holding yourself to the fire. You owe you an explanation. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, why are you only giving 50%? What's wrong with you? You need to put yourself on punishment. For those of you with dreams and goals, I want you to be honest with me. Seven days of a week, seven days of the week, you can honestly say as it relates to your goals, beast mode, you give 120%. Every, every single day you get up 120%. Beast mode. The greatest feeling in the world, guys, the greatest feeling in the world is execution. The greatest feeling in the world 
just doing what you said you were going to do, there's no greater feeling in the world. I need you to do me a favor. When you leave, I need you to be honest with yourself. I need you to be transparent. I need you to say in my, in my dreams, I'm beast mode. Beast mode. My business plan, beast mode. My income that I have for myself, beast mode. What I want to do for my children, beast mode. In the university, the scores I need, beast mode. I've got to go into beast mode to get it. And I want you to look at your time. And you look at your time and say, ah, gazelle. That's a gazelle right there. You look at your habits, gazelle. And as long as your habits are gazelle, but your mindset is beast, you'll never see it. Listen to me, I would prefer that you have a gazelle, literally, I would prefer that your, your, your thought pattern, your, your dreams are gazelle. Like I, w- I would prefer income, gazelle. But what you did every day was beast. And without you saying a word, without you telling the word, if you if gazelle tattoo, but you act like a beast, guess what you would get? You would get more than what you bargained for because that's what happened to us. All we were doing was videos. We never knew that we would be a global company. We never knew we would be a multi-million dollar company. We never knew we'd have stores in our strut. We never knew we would sell our books in Africa. We never knew our stuff would be in England. We never knew. So we were these small kids doing small stuff. But when you looked at our schedule and our activities, beast mode. Listen to me very closely. If you don't have belief, if you don't have hope, if you don't have faith, you ain't got nothing. The first level to success in the classroom, the first level to success in school, the first level to success in sports, the first level to success in life. Listen to me, the very first level, the very first level is you seeing it. Like it's clear to you. Like you know exactly, exactly what you want. You know exactly when you want it. Listen to me. You know exactly what it tastes like. You know what it looks like. You know what it smells like. Before you really blow up, blow up, and you get success, like you literally have it in the palm of your hand without having it. What does your dream look like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? Who gave me five grand when I was at Michigan State doing my program? I didn't get a, I didn't have no budget. But I didn't need a budget. I had a dream. I didn't need no help. The president never came and said to me, E.T., we're going to help your program for this institution, blow up. The president never came, and I never quit. I never gave up. Why? Because it wasn't her dream in the first place. It was my dream. It was my goal. I don't expect you to believe in my dream like I believe in my dream. And the problem with some of y'all is you want somebody else to support your dream. It's yours. It's yours. It's your dream. If you want it to happen, get your butt up and make it happen. If you want it to happen, rise and grind. And I had a teacher in the PhD program to tell me I love it. She said, Eric, you don't write well enough to get a PhD. I said, thank you. You're going to be the first person I call when I finish and sign you a copy. The people who blew up, they blew up because there was something that was going wrong in their life, and they took that pain, and they turned that pain into something. How do you go to class when it's 10 degrees and 12 inches of snow? You know how you do it? Because you know your mama broke, and she working two jobs and taking on a loan for you to go to school. I laugh at kids whose parents are broke, and they up there partying like everybody else. 
your mama broke. Some of us, we taking our loans and sending it home so people could pay rent. That money ain't even going to college, and we still going to parties. I'm saying, what kind of brotherhood is that? When you got my man up at 2 o'clock in the morning washing your car and going to get you groceries when you should be helping this kid to study. Listen to me. If you don't have hope, if you don't have faith, if you don't have belief, you ain't got nothing. I want my son to have a better life than I had. I don't want my son begging like I had to beg. I don't want my son to ever think he got to sell dope or he got to steal from the mall. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Everett Sands of the West Foundation Sports Talk Show, and I'm back, and I have our first guest of the day. It is Mr. Arkita Banks. Arkita, how's everything going? It's going great, going great. I'm just sitting here, and I'm grateful uh, for the opportunity to sit down and talk with you, Coach. Hey, man, I appreciate you joining us. I appreciate you joining us. If you don't mind, go on and tell everybody a little bit of your background. Man, I'm from small town in North Carolina called Warren County, North Carolina. Uh, you know, I played there uh, at Warren County High School and, uh, and graduated in 1999, and I was fortunate enough to uh, be recruited by uh, Coach Al Seagraves, and actually you was on that staff when I when I was being recruited here at Elon um, back in 99. And uh, that was my first encounter with you, and I played four years here uh, at Elon, and and then I was given the opportunity to actually go back to my high school and coach football at my high school for a couple of years and spent two years at Warren County and then two years at uh, Wakefield High School. I um, enjoyed my time coaching high school ball, but my, I always desired to, uh, to coach college ball. And uh, a coach by the name of Paul Hamilton actually gave me a call and asked me to come and coach the secondary at Brevard College uh, back in uh, 09. And... Um, I went there for a year, and then I was blessed um, by Dennis Wagner to get hired as the running back coach at uh, Western Carolina. So I was at Western Carolina for four years, and then I spent four years at Lenore Ryan. Unbelievable experience out there, great community, great university, great people. Um, and then after four years at Lenore Ryan, I spent a year at uh, Gardner-Webb and enjoyed my, my one year there with those young men and that staff out there, Coach McCray and all those guys at, at Gardner-Webb. And then, you know, Mark Spear gave me a call, and he, he was the head coach at Western Carolina. And I uh, asked me would I come back to Western Carolina. And um, I actually played. Coach Spear was at Elon when I played. And um, I went back to Western for four years. And now two weeks on the job, I'm, I'm back. I'm here at Elon University. And I'm, I'm grateful and excited for this opportunity here at Elon. Nice, nice. Well, hey, the, uh, I know it feels good to be back home. It does. It, you know, it does. I, I, you know, I told, well, I tell, I tell everybody, you know, the best feeling was, you know, when Coach Trishiani gave me the call and, and asked me to come aboard, uh, aboard and and uh, to see how my family, my family was, my kids was excited, my wife was excited. I tell everybody I, I turned in, you know, I turned into the superhero that night 
you know, um, <laughs> you know just you know, everybody was so excited to, uh, you know, to get close to our family. You know, our family, my wife and I are from the same area. Um, she right. was actually a cheerleader at my rival high school and high school when I was in high school. And, and um, mm-hmm. you know, we're about an hour and uh, 30 to 40 minutes away from our hometown. And, you know, so our, our, our families, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, my mom and, you know, my all my siblings and my brother-in-law, my sister, my brother-in-laws and my sisters, sister-in-law, they all get to come up and kind of be involved and kind of enjoy this uh, right. experience with us. So, you know, we're super okay. excited and grateful uh, for this opportunity. Good. Now, how old are your kids? My oldest, Shamaya, is actually 18. Uh, she's going to be a uh, – she's a senior right now, So, but she's going to go to Winston State next year and be a freshman out there. Um, so uh, we're excited about her being close to us, about 30 minutes away from us. Um, our middle daughter is Kamor. Um, that's our super super girl. Uh, she is uh, full of spunk and, and personality and um, very, very – uh, smart and, and she's a four. I tell everybody she's a forward thinker, and uh, she's nine, about to be ten here in September. And then I got my little mini me, my my little guy that uh, he's 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 me. And we call him Deuce, and uh, he's our kid of the second. And Deuce just turned seven on the fifth May, and um, so I'm excited and grateful for you know our children and and uh, they're growing up and all of them are doing extremely well. And I'm I'm just I'm just grateful. Good, good, good. good. Um, you already put the football in Deuce's hand? Well, without a doubt. I mean, that was, you know, that was the first thing. It wasn't a bottle. It was a football that was put in his hand first. <laughs> so, um, you know, Deuce is, he's, he's, he's ate up with football. Uh, he won't touch a basketball. Um, you know, all he wanted to do was catch a ball, you know. So, right. you know, when I get home and I see him, that's the first thing. He go grab his football and we play catch in the house or play catch outside. And um, he's ate up with it. Oh, good, 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 good. I know you can't hear it, but I hear a ball being kicked around in my house. <laughs> Which my uh, my youngest, my thirteen year old, is uh, his two sports right now: are football and soccer. So he's got soccer trials later this evening. So I, I'm pretty sure that ball I hear bouncing around is him kicking a soccer ball around. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, that's pretty cool. Now, do your daughters play any sports? My oldest daughter, actually, she played basketball um, through high school. And her junior year, uh, right there at the end of the season, she actually went up for a rebound and came down and she tore ACL. And she um, COVID hit right there, right after she tore ACL, so she wasn't able to get a surgery um, until the middle of uh, May. And she just wow. didn't she didn't recover well from it, and she wasn't um, and she didn't play her senior year. Right. Um, right. My middle my middle daughter she played some basketball when we was in Hickory, and um, she enjoyed that, and we're excited about being out here in Burlington and getting her back involved in basketball. So um, they do they they do play ball. I tell everybody, you know Maya was the when you see Maya that's my oldest, you know she she's the brawler down there. She's gonna. She's gonna, you know, she wants she want that contact down there in the post, you know. And right. uh, when you see Kamora, Kamora is more of the she want to be on the perimeter and she want to shoot a jump shot and she want to pose it after she shoot it. So, um, you know, both <laughs> of my girls are, I mean, they're girly girls and I'm I'm proud of them, but they want to get out there and, and mix it up a little bit. Good, good, good. So, 
Now, this year, as you said, COVID has definitely changed a lot. Um, so your past year at Western Carolina, um, mm-hmm. Matt, and I, I'm trying to remember, I don't think you all played in the, in the fall at all, did you? We, we did. We played three games in the fall, yeah, and then games we played the, the spring. Yep, played play, play the spring season as well. So tell me about the fall season, how COVID affected you all, and then we'll get to the spring after that. Now, I think the, the fall season was, I mean, it was, it was tough on those guys. It was tough on the coaches. Um, you know, but those guys up there, they handled it extremely well. Um, the administration, uh, everybody did a great job from, you know, the administration to the trainers, Steve and those guys, and, and um, you know, Biggin, our equipment guy, and, and um, the facility people, um, Todd and Bo and all, you know, everybody that, that helped us and keep kept it clean and sanitized it and, um, it was it was different. You know, the thing that you missed was right. you know, playing football was those guys being able to be around each other. And, you know, you're trying to create mm-hmm. that, that love and that passion for each other. And, you know, they was constantly hearing, hey, stay six feet apart, you know, no large gatherings, you know, things of that nature. So that that's what made it tough, you know, right. a game where so much trust has to be developed and you have to mm-hmm. have – and you, you know that's that comes with time. You know, guys spending time together, and that's it. you know we was, you know you're telling them to stay apart. You know, so that was the hard part, or the hardest part during the fall was, you know, those guys love each other, so they want to be around each other, but you know you, they couldn't. And that's you know, just reminds me of what I often tell my guys: is hey, if you want to have a great relationship, there's three things you got to do. The first is spend time. Mm-hmm. And this is from player to player, from coach to player, from coach to coach, from man to woman. This, this, this Man to God, all of this is, is true among that. The first yeah. is spending time. Um, and then the second is communicating. Mm-hmm. And I imagine those guys could not spend as much time as they wanted to. Um, so then the question is with, the phones and all of that, did they communicate as much as they would if they had more opportunity to spend time? Yeah, and then yeah. if you spend time and you communicate, you'll be able to develop that third thing, which is trust. Without a doubt. Because if you trust that man beside you, you'll fight for that man beside you. <laughs> Without a doubt. You don't trust Eh, dude, I don't know if I'm going to make this block because that dude over there, I don't know if he's been doing what he's supposed to do, which is correct. unfortunate. Right. It ain't worth that's it. How those guys look at. Yep. Now, you know, it's, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, when, when you fall in love with each other, then it becomes worth it. You know, it, right. that, that when it's tough to get up or it's tough to go to practice when you had a tough day, and, you know, when you just think about that next man that you absolutely love, it becomes worth it. You know, it's worth to, you know, to go through and sacrifice, you know, for that, for that man that, that's beside you. So you're absolutely right. Yep. When it's not about me, it's about those guys around yep. me. That's yep. when it's uh, ever if everybody has that attitude, oh man, you're gonna have something special on your hands. You're gonna have something Without special on your hands. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. If this country had that attitude, it'd be a different oh, place. Bro. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. And and all we can say is if we can just do that one person at a time. That's all we can do. Without, one at a time. Yep. Yeah, right. Bark. And so. Now the um, so you all played three games. Who did you all play in the fall? 
Uh, in the fall, we played uh, Liberty University, um, okay. which was a great experience out there. Our first game was against Liberty. I mean, you know, Coach Freeze and those guys are doing an unbelievable job out there. And, uh, that, was, that was a good ball team that we played. And then, you know, we go out and we play EKU. Uh, that was our second game. I think EKU is sitting on game eight or game nine that they had played. And uh, we go out there and play them. And then <clears throat> the last game we played, in, uh, I think it was December the 5th or somewhere in that range, we went and played Carolina, mm-hmm. UNC. And, um, you know, Coach Galloway was out there, so it was good to see Coach. Coach was my receiver coach when I was here at Elon. And, and um, yeah. you know, to see those guys and play against those guys, um, it, was, it was a fun experience. It was a fun experience. So those are the three games that we played in the fall. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, the, so you played December 5th. Um, got a couple of weeks off, and then what did the spring look like? So January the 11th, 12th, 13th, somewhere in that range, uh, our guys came back, um, reported back, and, and kind of spent some time. And, you know, we felt like we wanted to get those guys in the weight room and, and get them running uh, to get them in condition a little bit before we actually started, like, a little preseason camp. And, um, you know, once we started camp, I think um, – First game may have been February the 20th, somewhere in that range. Um, so we spent about, what, three to four weeks um, of practice um, getting prepared for the spring season. And, um, again, you know, everybody did a great job out there of, of getting everything that we needed from meeting rooms to, you know, having the locker room spaced out the right way um, to having travel the right way and, um, you know, our, our DFO, um, Nick Mashburn, he did an unbelievable job of getting us prepared to travel. And, and uh, Coach Spear and those guys, I mean, they spent countless hours of organizing and planning this thing out. And, and then you changing the plan. And, I mean, it was, i tell you what, it, for logistically, I, I, you know, I can only imagine it was a nightmare. And, um, exactly. They did, they did a really, really good job of, of taking care of the players and, and uh, giving them the best opportunity to be successful. And our players did a great right. job of handling, you know, of good. of making sure that they stay, they wore their mask and they stay socially distanced. And and then they competed, you know, they competed in practice and 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 did what they needed to do um, in practice. And you know, just the, the spring didn't go well for us. You know, there were some, right. some things that didn't happen for us. And but those guys never wavered. You know, they they, they those guys came to work every single day with a great attitude and gave us all that they could give us. And um, they're going to be very okay. successful there. They are. They're going to now that, that group. That group of kids they got. They're going to be successful. You all find a way to beat my old alma mater. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tell you what, the guys. The guys played well that day, and and things kind of happened right. happened for us to help us. And I know Brent yep. and you know those guys over there at the Citadel. Some of those guys are good friends of mine, and um, you know things. The ball kind of bounced our way that day a little bit, and. And um, I thought I thought those guys played hard. I really did. I thought you know those guys mm-hmm. at Weston played hard, and you know we was able to spit some plays earlier and get the ball moving, and um, we we held on just enough at the end uh, to win it. So um, it was good. It was go. good to see those guys celebrate and kind of see all the work that they put in, and um, you mm-hmm. know the tough times that they had put in, and um, you know all the hey guys, you know the quarantine, and you got to be, uh, you know we got to be socially distanced, and you can't do this, and you can't do that, to finally see those guys celebrate, it was fun. Well, good. 
Good, good. The um, now, which of course, Tiger's a friend of mine. I hadn't talked to him in the, you know, just yeah. all the stuff with. Have they hired somebody yep. at Western Carolina? They did. They hired um, Coach Bell, Kerwin Bell, out there. Um, what last week? Right. Um, okay. And um, and like I said, they're going to do well out there. Yeah. Now Kerwin was at. Uh... I think he was the he was the offense coordinator at South Florida. I think that was his last. Um, okay. Last time, I mean, he was the head coach at Valdosta State when they right. won the national championship, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, I mean, he's had some success. Yep, yep. And I want to say he was up I wanna, up in Virginia somewhere, whether it was uh, Norfolk State or somewhere up there. Gotcha. Um, was. But, yeah, but I, I know Curry. But that's yeah. good. Good. I'm glad uh, he got that opportunity, and hopefully he will go and do well up there. Yeah, yeah, he will. Yeah. They will. They were. They deserve it. That university deserve it. Oh, I was just saying that that university deserve it. I mean, those those fans yeah. are. They've been committed for a long time, and you know, it's, it's they're due. Yep. And I'm trying to I'm trying to think now. When I was playing, um, we was able to beat them and knock them out of the race. That's yeah. when Coach Galloway. Um. Because they were in the thick of things, but uh, we knocked them out of it. Because I want to say we had, we had one loss in the conference, and I want to say it would have been like a if we would have lost the last game, it would have been like a three or four way tie. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I tell you what, you guys had. I can remember Coach Seagraves talking about the teams that you played on. I mean, you guys had you guys had a smoker now. I mean, y'all had some guys now. We we had a roller at that time, no doubt about it. And, and you know what? It was uh it was one of the things that the Southern Conference at that time was truly the SEC of one double A football. Oh, without uh, a doubt, coach. Because week in and week out, it, it was no such thing as okay, this is an easy win. Even VMI, yeah, you go up to VMI, VMI gonna go fight you now. It, no, it wasn't like doubt. you was gonna go and they was gonna be like, all right, you got it. No. <laughs> it was going to be a, a knockdown drag out. Uh, oh, yeah. So, at that time, it was truly the SEC. Oh, yeah. One double A. Oh, yeah. Nah, it's, mm. I, I, I've heard good stories time. from Coach Seagraves, and, and then your, your, whole, your, your best friend or your good friend, Lance Cook, of course, every time I talk to him, he, he tells me the stories. Uh, I met Lance when I was out in Hickory, and, and uh, okay. you know, Lance talked to, I mean, he talked about you guys and, and the times that you guys oh. had quite a bit. Oh yeah, Cookie. Man, yeah. Well, that's good cool. now. I'm telling you, yes. that that big I can see it. Run. I can see it. Good part. Yeah, great had, dude. We had some. Guys. That was that's true. Which the crazy thing is, next year is going to be our 30th anniversary of winning the conference. So that's since '92. Wow. It doesn't seem like it's been 30 years ago that I was playing ball. <laughs> it's a lot shorter than that. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess yeah, that's what I, football is football stopped, coach too, so Yeah. Hey, when I when I start to think that I've been coaching for twenty five years, I guess it's not too much of a stretch. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so yeah. we'll go ahead. Yeah. Hey. But now let me ask this question to you. Mm-hmm. Um recruiting has definitely changed with 
COVID. Yes. And a lot of guys, the very first time they would step on campus would be yeah. in June. Correct. Um, Correct. How was that process for you? What did you think of that, that process? I tell you what, it, it forced us to really, really go back to old school recruiting where you had to rely on those high school coaches. And right. you had to rely on the connections that you have in that area. And uh, and you had to ask, I mean, you had to ask a lot of questions and, and, and really build a relationship with the guys that, you know, who you were recruiting. And it was constant, you know, text messages or Zoom calls and, and uh, FaceTime calls, you know, it was constant communication um, with those young men that uh, we were recruiting and with the head coach and, you know, with the people that you know in that area. Um, so, and then that was different. You know, that was the biggest thing that was different is just the fact that you couldn't, you couldn't put your, your, your eyes on them and they couldn't put their eyes on right. you. And, and um, you know, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't show your place to them. And get a right. get a feel. It's a little different, you know. When you're on Zoom, yeah, you get to see them, but you don't get to feel them. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get to exactly. really exactly. feel who they are. Um, right. You know, so that was that was the biggest adjustment. Um, you know, was just you know not having that person, that in person connection and, and talk and and um, mm-hmm. your university being able to sell itself. You know, when when they walk right. on campus because of the the feel of it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was unique. I think I think I think this this year, this past year, you know, it's made a lot of people better recruiters, and um, you know, because you had to be creative. You had to be creative in how you recruited young men, and you know how you mm-hmm. recruited their families, and you know how you got your. You know, we. I tell you what, I got my family involved. My kids were on the Zoom. My wife would say hello to them, and you know, okay. and, and and things like that. You know, so it you know it was just you being creative and trying to do things differently and. And the biggest thing was just selling. You had to sell yourself. Which, hey, that's part of recruiting anyway. You know, without uh, a doubt. Yeah, that, that's a big part because yeah. hey, you, you hear some people say, "Well, I'm not a salesman." Well, guess what? I don't care what you do professionally. You have to do some sort of selling, even if without it's just doubt. selling yourself. You got to do some sort of selling. So that yeah. is uh, a a great thought there. Now, here is my prediction. <laughs> Next year, this time, the transfer portal is going to be rolling. Because <laughs> there's going to be some misses, both from oh, the kids' perspective and the coach's perspective. Yeah, um, because you didn't have that opportunity to really feel them. Correct. And uh, and if a kid didn't get on campus his sophomore year, because pretty much his junior year was shot. Yeah. Um, no, if he didn't get on there during the junior for senior uh, or during the season, then you know it might be there literally the first time stepping on campus when he reports in June. And then the Correct. other aspect, the other aspect that I that I'm interested to see how it's going to work out is this extra year that everybody gets. Yeah. Um, being that you know this year is a little easier because you're just saying, hey, my seniors because they get a free year, but yeah. next year this time, even though they got an extra year of eligibility, you don't have the extra spots on the roster. Yeah. So yeah. am I going to let this guy that's uh, got another year come back, 
or do I go inside a freshman? Yeah, correct. So then you got to say, how does that affect the high school kids? Because if I know my kid can play that's already here, I'm going to keep him, take a chance on the high school kids. So it's going to be such a crazy thing. I think the recruiting road is going to be crazy for a couple of years. Oh, it will be. You know, it will be until this thing kind of kind of sorts itself out and, and the powers to be kind of get a – I think everybody's trying to fill this thing out a little bit and, and uh, right. to see how how it all work out. But, I mean, it's – you know, it's definitely a snowball, I'll tell you that. I mean, a lot of people are being affected by it, and some good and some bad, you know. So, right, right, um, right. You know, it'd be interesting to see how, how it all plays itself out. Yeah, it, it is, I think, a lot of unknowns, a lot of unknowns. And, yep. you know, I wonder how many kids, because, you know, some people didn't play at all. Yeah, yeah. Um. So how many kids are going to be diamonds in the rough? And Because oh. a lot of kids don't blossom until their senior year. So exactly. You know, a lot of times if you don't have an offer by the beginning of your senior year, then you're probably not going to get one. But how many kids yeah. they didn't get out? Because they didn't have spring ball last year. Right. Um, they really didn't get a chance to lift. So that lifting, just the lifting part, your second part of your junior year, most kids missed. Yep, correct. And and I said this, Coach, I said said this. I said there's going to be a bunch of places that get kids that come and, you know, because they didn't have scholarships and they get them to come walk on, that they're going to be, I mean, those kids are going to earn scholarships and they're going to be guys that, you know, those universities depend on. And um you know, it's you know, if you if you handled your walk on situation right and and um you know, you was able to get some, some guys, some diamonds in the rough, uh, I think it it could benefit I mean, I think this thing could have benefited you really really, really well. So um right. you're right, the next couple of years is gonna be the telltale story of it. Mhm. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So it's it's gonna be interesting. It's going to be interesting. You know, you know, um, you know who I'm actually concerned about. Who's that? That kid that got walk-on opportunities because he's potentially a scholarship player, but can't afford it. That's true. Yes. Because, as you know, a lot of kids, the only way they get opportunity to go to college is to get a scholarship. That's true. And I think there's going to be some kids that. Talent-wise, are good enough, but mm-hmm. they won't go. So my my question is, what happens to those kids? Yeah, Some of them, I mean, that's a good way to make it work and still get the somehow. I think some of them get swallowed up by the streets, which is unfortunate. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. And and how much the transfer portal has become a thing now? Yeah. You know, it's you know some of them will possibly get an opportunity because there'll be guys who just, you know, I'm going to the portal. You know, I'm going to go get in the yep. portal and, you know, and, um, you know, so some some guys will, you know, and, and, but you're right. You're absolutely right. Those are, those individuals are the ones who, you know, we are concerned about. We right. are. There is right. true concern. All right. Now, I'm going to ask you this before I get to my final question. <laughs> All right. Because this- ongoing debate with me and uh, a couple of my chapter girls. 
right. The transfer. <laughs> the new rules of the transfer portal, I am not a fan of because <laughs> they don't have to tell you anything. They just go transfer. Yeah. Um, but their thought, their their argument is, well, if coaches can leave, players should be able to leave and do whatever they want to do. What is yeah. your thought on that? Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of I'll be honest, I'm kind of in the air. You know, as as a coach, I want you know, I want I want my guys to stay here. You know, I want my guys mm-hmm. to be here. I want you know, I, you pray that you develop a a good enough culture that your culture keeps them here. You know, right. And 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 you you know your players you know they they don't want to leave you know, um, mm-hmm. you know the thing that you don't want is a disgruntled player, um, right? That, that's bad for your culture. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yep, it does. You know, but it does. you know that to me it says I mean it says a lot about somebody who's able to stay and fight through the bad because eventually good will come and. Mm-hmm. I've been fortunate enough to experience that with some people, some players that I've coached. And, I mean, they, you know, I tell everybody, it's, it's a young man that I know that was at Lenore Ryan um, who who transferred into to Lenore Ryan and walked on. And, I mean, he worked his butt off. He didn't play a lot, but he didn't complain. And, you know, he mm-hmm. gets to his senior year and he make one of the biggest catches for Lenore, in Lenore Ryan's history. And, right. you know, it's just, you know, he just stayed in there and he fought. And um, you know that's the biggest thing. You just pray guys guys would just stay in there and just fight and just right. you know right. Cause it's just right. like life. Life it ain't gonna be easy. Mm-hmm. Life's not gonna be exactly. easy. There's gonna be some days when you know when you try to when you're like man I want to I want to quit. I want to get in transfer portal. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Uh, but you can. I mean you gotta you gotta plant your feet and you gotta fight. And um, you know that's what you pray. You pray you know that those guys you know will plant their feet and they'll fight and they and they eventually persevere through it. So exactly. um I don't know if I answered your question. Uh yep. but you know hey. I think there are cases mm-hmm. where, you know, transfer portal could be good. Mhm. And you know, one of the to me one of the big things is this. Um it's one thing to be in a situation where all right, hey, I'm confident I can go somewhere bigger and go play right now. Mm-hmm. Or this isn't a great fit from a scheme standpoint. Um, or right. there's a coaching change. Now I don't fit the scheme. That's yeah. different. But for yeah. a kid to say, well, I don't like the way they're treating me because Correct. I'm not playing. Correct. Dude, what, why aren't you playing? Yeah. Is that dude just better than you? I mean, well, what is it? To, to be in a situation where I'm just not happy, so I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna go somewhere yeah. else. So guess what? Yeah, <laughs> you can go somewhere else, and you're still gonna have to go fight for a position. It's not just it, it's gonna be, the, yeah, it's gonna be the exact same. You know, you yep. can change location, be, but at the end of the day, did yep. you change you? It's gonna be the same. You know, and then you the other part of that approach? is, yep. Other part of it is, yeah. how many transfer without thinking about graduation? Yeah. Because all your grades probably not going to everything's probably not going to transfer. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, I mean you, you got to take this thing. I mean, yeah, and that's that's why I'm saying you're going to sit down. You're just going to leave. And you don't have to talk to anybody. 
I mean, at least yeah. if you have to sit down and talk to somebody, we can talk through Correct. that situation. What does that look like? Correct. But, Correct. Hey. All right. Last question. All right. Um, what advice would you give a, a young student athlete that has aspirations to play at the collegiate level? You know, I, I tell every, every kid that I recruit or every young man that I recruit, you know, I tell them, if I could go back to the fall of 1998, I would have enjoyed the fall of 1998 instead of worrying so much about the fall of 99. And, you know, enjoy, be where your feet are. Enjoy where you are right now. Enjoy playing uh, high school football. Enjoy just being a high school senior. And, you know, if you can play ball, and you enjoy and you take care of the things that you're supposed to take care of, um, I promise you, you know, you'll have an opportunity to play that next fall. Yeah. You know, but I think so many young men get caught up in, you know, worrying about where they're going to play and, and all that stuff that they forget to just enjoy the moment, you know, enjoy being a senior. Um, because, you know, and we saw it this year with COVID. You know, at any moment this thing could be taken away from you and you're not, you don't have a clue if you're going to have opportunity to play it again, you know. So, um, you know, that, that's my biggest advice. You know, that's what, you know, I, I, I'm a, I tell every kid I recruit, I'm going to tell my son, and when he gets to that, that point, you know, enjoy just enjoy mm-hmm. where you are right now. Enjoy being where you are right now and, and in the future. If you enjoy and you take care of the things you're supposed to take care of right now, uh, the future will take care of itself. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. Well, hey, man, I definitely appreciate it. Good luck. Um, with your future endeavors there at Elon, and uh, I know it's exciting to be. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back here in a few. Hey, appreciate you. Appreciate you. I'm calling. Yeah, maybe I'm selfish. I want you to myself. I can't help it. All mine. Yeah, maybe I'm selfish. You're my ladies, and I can't. Maybe I'm selfish. Let you I want you to myself. I can't help it. Trying to find a motive. I do what I do. Freedom ain't getting no closer. No matter how far I go, my car is stolen. The registration. Cop patrolling. Now they don't stop me and I get locked up. They won't let me out. They won't let me out. They won't let me out. No. Set this 
party off fast. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Another man, I appreciate title. it. Yes, sir. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was a hard run. Uh, go ahead. The, um, now, if you don't mind, just before we get into, you know, that run, tell us a little bit about your background. Okay. Uh, originally from Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, played my college football at Ohio University. Well, I played for you. You was a running back coach when I was there 2002 to 2006. Um, after that, I got into high school football, coaching in uh, Roanoke, Virginia, Patrick Henry High School. I was there for four years. Um, went to Lynchburg, coached at Brookville High School for a couple of years before I moved down here to Charlotte. Uh, since I've been here in Charlotte, I've been at Vance High School. This will be my sixth year. And I'm coming off our second back-to-back state title. I'm the defensive coordinator. It's my second year as a defensive coordinator. Uh, I was a DB coach my first four years. So, what you're saying is, as soon as they made you a defensive coordinator, y'all started winning state titles. Absolutely. Now we did make it the year before and lost eight to six away four. So, uh, this was yeah. our third straight state uh, state title game. And, but uh, yeah, as me being a defensive coordinator coach, I'm two and zero. Hey man, that means by the time you go get your head gig yourself. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, trust the process and try not to be too anxious, but uh, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm sure that happened for you. It will happen for you. Now, of course, this year was a crazy year for you. Um, yes, sir. The What was the fall like for you? Because I, I know you all 
just made a decision not to play at all on in North Carolina. Right. So so that like always a little hectic because uh, you know, right beside us obviously South Carolina and they're playing. And uh, you know, right. I got a lot of buddies that you know, coaching Rock Hill, so you know, it's you know, kinda weird seeing those guys, you know, play and they're right down the street and we couldn't play so it was a little weird uh, as far as what we did with the kids. We just stayed in the um, Try to stay in the weight room. We couldn't actually be in the weight room, so we had to be outside. Actually, coach, we were looking outside. We kind of set up everything up outside, so kids is outside, like in the back, doing cleans and squats. Uh, just out in the out in the drive, in the parking lot, pretty much. We had to do what we had to do. Uh, just you know, try to keep the kids in shape, you know, because we couldn't be inside the actual weight room itself because of COVID. So uh, it was very challenging, you know. Every day the kids come over, we would have to you know check them in, get temperatures. They would have to have masks. You know, we had pods. Right. So it was very, very challenging for us. And uh, the kids were very resilient during, the, during that stage. So uh, kind of tell you a little bit of testament about the kids were able to get through that and go on the road for five straight games for the second year in a row and they were able mm. to come out with a state championship. So, mm. hey, that's, that's what you call road dogs right there, baby. Yeah, so two, two years in a row, Coach, right. we had to go on the road with all five games. Wow, all five games. So now, now let me ask this now, because because I see you on Instagram getting after it. Yes, sir. So the kids had to lift outside, but I never saw you lifting <laughs> outside. You were always inside. <laughs> uh, it's fortunate. Um, we got a pretty good gym now here, bodybuilding gym, man, and know the owner and everything. So. They, uh, I guess, with their rules, they was able to still get in there. And it was kind of uh, invite only, so it wasn't open to the public during that time. It yeah. is, it's more open to the public now. But, uh, yes, sir, right. man, it's like I was telling Coach Banks when we got on, man, seeing you back when I was in college, man, every day, Coach, to see you get it in, man. And, you know, I just think about the stuff seeing you and Coach Antoine, man. Y'all guys was still getting it in, and, you know, I'm going to be the same way. So that's why I still hey. try to, you know, pump a little iron, stay in shape, Coach. <laughs> Ain't nothing to it but to do it, baby. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Got to keep fighting. Yes, sir. Just yes, keep sir. fighting. Now, hey, now, here's something, though. I do listen to my body more than I used to. So if my body tell me don't, <laughs> I might push a little, but I don't push too much. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you're not doing like you used to do like in Ohio. <laughs> uh, hey, now, there's some times I try to get after it now. I've seen you. I've seen you in there. I've seen you in there. I said he still got it. <laughs> yep. uh, so you all uh, moved the weight room outside and just kept it outside, or did you have to move it back and forth every day? Back and forth every day. That was kind of the kids' responsibilities, kind of, you know, part of, you know, kind of working out where they didn't know they were working out. They had to go up a hill, carry bars, and carry weights. And everybody had to do something, so. We did it every day. Right. We had to take all the bars out, take all the plates out. Uh, we didn't mm. have any mats or anything like that. So, but every day, and right. they they made it happen. They made it happen. Hey, hey that that is uh that, that's definitely a a deal now. Cause uh, I would imagine you all getting after it as if you was inside. So you had to take most of the weight room outside. So that is definitely a challenge. Yes, sir. Yeah. Challenge. Now, were you all uh, able to practice a lot during the fall? Uh, no, sir. I mean, more just conditioning um, than okay. anything. Um, but no, we weren't able to actually get. We actually weren't able to touch a ball, to be honest with you, coach. 
um, real. during that period. Yes, sir. Wasn't able to touch the ball until they gave us, a, you know, the clearance to go ahead. And again, right. we got buddies right down the street, 20 miles. They're playing, yep. you know, full go. You know, we got coaches in Georgia playing, you know. So it was like, man, it was very hard for that because our kids were saying the same thing, coaches. So you know, that was kind of kind of hard. But we got through it. We got through it. We knew we could be able to get out in, uh, in the spring. Um, I the, the downfall to that coach. We got to turn back around three months and get after it again. Yep. So, yep, exactly, exactly. And that's to me, that's the part that's going to be tough. Yes, yes, sir. Did you all have a lot of seniors? Uh, we did the senior walk the other day, Coach, and we had 30. We had 30 out wow. of 65. So, but we did have wow. a huge JV team. Yeah, we had a big, we had about, I say about 45 to 50 kids on our JV team. And, you know, obviously we won state last year, so we had a good turnout. And uh, so we had a lot of talent on that JV team. So we'll have a big, you know, big group moving up as well. And, uh, you know, everybody who moves to Charlotte right now wants to come to Van. So kind of a good deal for us. Well, good. Good, good, good. The, um, but 30 seniors, that's a lot now. That's a lot of guys. Yeah, that is a lot, a lot of coach. There's a lot of guys. Yes, sir. Yep. Even of course, you only got twenty-two spots. So even if all of those were yep. starters, you still got going. I'm sure that all of them weren't starters. But um, yeah, they was well. Well, out of my first state championship, coach, we had uh, nine seniors. So this past year, I had to replace nine starters on defense. Wow. Wow. So how many? So you have I only had two kids. <laughs> uh, this year, I had to replace. I lose my soul. Five. Five. Five this okay. year. Yeah, so I got my I get my whole D line uh, back, which is that two power five exactly. You only gotta get half the yeah. kids number of kids exactly. that you had last year, so you should win another one. Exactly. Yeah, I hope so. That's the goal. We're trying to three peat, so that's the goal. We're good. Good, good, good. Now spring. What did when did you all start practice? What what did that whole deal look like? Uh, it started up, let's see, around, I think it was January, Coach, and it was kind of weird because usually, you know, start of football is hot, you know, right. 80, 90 degrees. Coach, it was cold. It was like Athens, Ohio cold. <laughs> so, it, you know, I'm out there, and, you know, first day of practice, and, you know, come and we got hoodies and toboggans mm-hmm. and everything. You know, that's when the, that's when the mask really worked because, it, you know, gave you that extra – you know, uh, cushion around your face. So the mask was coming right. in very, you know, good hands back then. But uh, it was that was challenging as well, coach. And and you know, some right. some people move their games to Saturdays because of the uh, weather. Mm-hmm. You know, because it'll be a little warmer during the day. Uh, we day didn't do time. that, but uh, that yeah, that was that was done down here by a couple teams. But uh, it was very challenging with the weather. But we was able to get through it. They able to get through it, and you know, it obviously got a little nicer as they get you know March, you know April and. You know, we played mm-hmm. a state game last week, so uh, you got a little nicer towards the end. But the first couple months was brutal, Coach. <laughs> it was brutal. When was the first game? Game was the end of January, the last weekend in January. So I think that was the 20 – I don't know. The exact, that was Mallet Creek arrival. Okay. How many uh, regular season games did you all get in? We just got six. We didn't play no uh, out-of-conference games, so we just played our uh, end-season games. 
And then we have, we actually played four games in the playoffs this year instead of five. Last year we played five. This year we played four. Six regular season games, four playoff games, and in June what? You all start back up. Uh, actually, we're going to start back up. We're giving them this week off, and we're going to start back up the following week. Wow. Off-season, you know, off-season workouts, yeah, off-season workouts, weights, uh, track, more track than anything because more speed stuff. We're, we're not going to really hit it until the summer get here. But, uh, you know, we're right. going we're gonna, to we're kind of tentatively start it up to kind of get them going, more speed stuff. Uh, we don't want to land around too much because, you know, a lot of teams already been going – for, you know, a couple of weeks now, but on the flip side of that, Coach, you know how it is. We've been practicing, too, so we've been getting some good work in on the field while a lot of teams were right. at home, you know, just doing they, doing nothing. So. Exactly. 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 So that is definitely different. And then, so, you know, start up not next week but the following week, so the last weekend in May, um, start listening yes, running again. And then yep. – I would imagine a lot of those guys are going to try to hit camps the the first three weeks in June because they yep. get opportunity Absolutely. to get on the campuses. Opportunity to do that yet? Um, yep, coaches is calling me now, sending flyers out. We're lining that up now as we speak. So exactly right. 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 Good. And next thing you know, you'll be back at football season again. Yep. The August. When you The August. When you yeah, start August. Start to be the first, first. Yes, sir. First week in August. First week in August. Yeah, first week in August. I think we have our first game that last week. We get two in one week, then we'll get two scrimmages in. Then that third week will be our first first uh, first game regular season. We go to Virginia <clears throat> and play the number one team out of Virginia, actually. So it should be a pretty good challenge for us. Okay, who was that? <clears throat> Excuse me, Holland Springs. Okay. Holland Springs. Holland Springs. Yes, yes, sir. Holland Springs. Actually, coach, uh, he out of Richmond. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think my, my head, brother. Head coach. Yep. Yep. Big time, big time program. He he changes, but my brother coaches up there. So. Okay. You might get a chance to go against him. See what's going on. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> The um, so how are uh, what are you planning on doing um, from now until you all uh, get back rolling again? Uh, I would imagine uh, you still got a lot of film stuff to look at. Yes, sir. Uh, as far as football wise, we're gonna get our inventory, inventory the equipment. Uh, me and the head coach and meet with the defensive kids on my end. Do exit interviews, expectation goals. Um, so we're going. That's that's something we talked about the other day, and then kind of formulating our, our off season plan. Um, you know, kind of getting that in stone. There's a couple of things we're trying to do inside the program that we feel like can make it better. If we kind of <laughs> formulate a, a better off season plan in terms of uh, accountability things, stuff like that, weight room. You know, just you know, stuff like that, and we stick to it and put it on the board and stick to it as coaches. Now we can hold the kids more accountable, and you know, when, when, and obviously too, when you when you win, you get 
you have kids come in, coach, so the competition picks up. So, you know, right. you might be good. Right. You might think, you know, you know how you know how it is because you can coach. So you might have mm-hmm. that guy that don't feel like there's no competition behind him. So he might think he can come to weights a little late. So now, Angle, you know, you can't do that. And so we're trying to iron all that out. So we get that spread away. We're going to be a, a real force in North Carolina for a while. A real force. Well, good. Good. So you got six returners on defense. How many on offense? Uh, they lost the whole offensive line, every single one. Uh, quarterback, second-year quarterback, two-year starter. Um, so it was lost eight, seven, seven, seven starters on offense. Mm-hmm. They do have the uh, number one running back, North Carolina coming back, even sophomore. Uh, he's got over 30 offers, so they do have him coming back. He's very special. Um, well, but he's got to get some guys to block for him. <laughs> guess what? I only saw one really, really special guy be special without a line. That was Barry Sanders. <laughs> you're right. So, you know, we got some Somebody decent else? kids on the JV. They need some yeah, sort of right. ride to get that. <laughs> We lost every single one, Coach. Every single one was a senior. So that's a problem. So we're trying to address that now. We're trying to address that now. Yeah, that is, that is uh, Yeah. If I'm not running back, I'm like, dude, man, y'all got to make sure y'all eat, lift, get strong, get ready to roll. Everything, everything. Yeah, he just got Florida State, uh, Oklahoma, South Carolina. I mean, he got everything. He got everybody. Nice. Well, good, good. Now, from your perspective on on the high school level, how has uh-huh. the extension of the year on the college level, affected your guys in recruiting? Hurt, especially the 21s, Coach. We have some 21 kids right. that, you know, didn't get recruited or had, uh, you know, signed a D2 or where they could have had a spring, you know, recruiting. It would have helped a whole right. lot, especially coming off the state championship, especially coming off the state championship. But you know how it is when you go around in the spring, you're going to go to the hotbed, and we didn't get to have that. And um, right. I really feel we'd have had that spring after that first state title run. Our 21s would have had a real good recruiting recruiting spring, and they didn't get the experience that, and that hurt big time. Um, yeah. Luckily, we did have some kids that already had some offers on the table, but uh, they committed to those schools. Probably, like I said, they could have waited around. They probably could have got something else, but they were at least, you know, fortunate mm-hmm. to have those offers they had. So, But uh, we have we have us on the phone right before, you know, I called in, and, trying to work some magic for some kids, man, now. So I'm, I'm scrambling for the 21. Right. 22 and 23 is still okay. They're still fine. Um, but it's the 21 that's really suffered from this pandemic, Coach. Right. Well, here's the thing that, that I wonder with the 22s and the 23s. Because everybody has an extra year. This year, of course, is mm-hmm. totally different because if – you can afford it. You can have as many scholarships as you need to take care of those seniors. Now, some schools can't right. afford it, so they have to make a decision. But next right. year with the 22s, it could be, hey, I can either bring this guy back for a sixth year or I could bring a freshman in. Correct. Which one am I going to do? Because he's got another year of eligibility. But now i got to go and determine, is he better than his freshman could be? Right, right. Of course, you know, in, 
and college yeah. coaching. I got to win right now. I can't go off of right. Can't. I got to win. Hundred percent, coach. Yes, sir. I know recruiting is going to be different. It's going to be uh, more active. But I wonder this time next year what we'll be saying about the class of twenty-two. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's, that, I don't. Great I don't team. know if NCAA thought about that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't think they have either. Yeah. Yeah, it, it might have been different if they said, "Okay, we're going to give the seeds another year." Um. But that's it. But no, they gave everybody another right. year. So that's that's something that's could very easily be an issue for a bunch of kids. Now, yes, sir. that being said, some of those kids might end up falling to, you know, a level below. So the power five might fall to the group of five. The group of five might fall to the SES or 1AA. But most people would be able, should be able to find a spot. Maybe not where they should be, mm-hmm. but they should be able to find a spot. So, it's right. So it's it's interesting. Totally it's going to be interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to see how it's all going to shake out because, uh, you know, some people could end up with some really, really good players. And, and I think that's going yeah. to happen this year. You know, you're going to end up with some really, really good players that any other normal year would have been up been playing higher than they are right. now. So then you got to go in and ask, well, what's going to happen with the transfer portal? So there's so many different variables in Right. Totally agree. And, and a lot of people, like I said, and then on the the, the kids are the one that's gonna, you know, kind of get the raw end of the deal, you know. So. Right. right. The um, and as I was talking with uh, Coach Banks, the you know he was saying how a lot of kids are gonna be able to walk on and end up earning a scholarship. You know, my question is, what about the kid that can't afford to walk on? Right, right. You know, what, yeah. That's and a, and there's, there's a lot of those kids. <laughs> yep, there's a whole lot of those kids, a whole lot. Well, you're saying, hey, you got to we, we need you to pay twenty thousand dollars to go to school. Twenty thousand what? You know, you only get so much for Pell. The kid can only borrow so much. And right. And if the parents afford it, then hey, it's gonna be a it's gonna be an issue. It's going to be an issue. So, all things you got to think about. All things you got to think about. But um, as as we get ready to close, I think as we, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, was, I think uh, I think the kids are doing a decent job with it, handling it, kind of understanding, you know, right. situation. And you know, I got a I got a kid up in Liberty. Um, he's a mm-hmm. freshman. And um, right. you know he he pretty much played a whole year. He's gonna be a freshman again, and he played in every game, bowl game, and everything. So, you know, you know, so for him, he's gonna benefit from that because he's got an All American in front of him, and he'll probably leave after this year. So he'll be on the field for three more years. So yep, yep. But see, he's gonna benefit from it. But then but, all yeah. of a sudden, he, well, this year, so. The question's got to be, at some point, do we bring him back or do we bring in a freshman? freshman. Or also with the transfer yeah. portal, do we bring him back or do we pull this guy off the transfer portal? Correct. 
Yep, and they're doing that a lot. The transport portal is unbelievable right now. <laughs> yep, yep. And here's the other crazy thing. We had an athletic director on a couple of weeks ago, and he said about 60% of the kids that go through the transfer portal have nowhere to go. Wow. That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. That's a whole lot of kids. But but the the illusion is I can go to the transfer portal and go to where I go where I want to go. And that's right. not always the it's not always the case. Um sometimes that's the case, but more often than not, that's not the case. And I don't know if some of these kids are being advised properly. Um, I think some of them are getting advised by their boys who don't know any better than yeah. they do. I agree. <laughs> a lot of them are. <laughs> yeah. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of kids are going to end up not getting a degree playing around with a transfer portal. Right. And that would be unfortunate. It's for the now, it's for the, it's for the, case now, because they're just. I, I'm seeing kids who get in the portal. I mean, they they don't play a couple games. They just jump in the portal. I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy yeah. almost. I mean, and it's, yep. I don't know. It's different from when I came through. You know, y'all taught us how to fight, and be mm-hmm. tough, and get through adversity. Yep. And you know, I mean, college was always perfect. And, you know, had good days, mm-hmm. had bad days, but. You know, you just didn't. You know, you wasn't just go jump in the portal and leave. So that's that's what's yeah. kind of different for me. You know, because you know, exactly. I'm, you know, we both played different eras. We both played, and we we didn't think about doing nothing like that. I mean, things got tough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's true. And and to me, that's the deal. What are we teaching our kids? Uh, we teach them whenever right. it gets a little tough that hey, I can leave. I can go on and just right. You know, you know, like right now, uh, just a correlation. There's a lot of people looking to hire people right now, but people aren't looking. They they're getting the the uh, you know on some hands it's hey I'm getting this extra money from unemployment, so I'm gonna sit here and chill, um, right? And I worry about the job. So it's right. Similar, but not the same, but still, you know, if, if I'm teaching my kid that, hey, as soon as it get a little tough and you want to, you can leave. I don't have to talk to anybody. I can just leave. So so what are we learning here? What are we learning? Well, that's going to hurt them down the road. That's when, when they get in a real yep. role, Coach. I mean, they're going to think that's what they can do when things get tough. You know? So. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's... And once you marry with kids, I can't just quit on my family. I can't feel good about myself being a man. Right. But, hey. And I guess the the thought process is because, you know, they give you the freedom to go ahead. And, and then the other part of that, that, that new part is they're talking about allowing them to be eligible after one transfer right now. And again, I'm not sure. I know that was up for review. I'm not sure if that one has passed yet or not. Um, so even if I transfer up or transfer laterally, I could be eligible right now. <laughs> wow. So the S is making it easier to transfer. 
instead of sitting out opinion, and making the kid think yeah, twice. My, yeah. My opinion, if there's a head coaching change, okay, I can see that. that I, I don't have an issue with that. Now that's a full, that's a different culture that, that's that's there now. Um, but just because I'm not happy, just because I'm not playing, just because I'm a sophomore and this freshman beat me out, uh, I want to leave. I'm, I'm not. I got the utmost respect for Tua at Alabama. I, uh, right. He went okay. He got beat out. He stayed another year. He graduated. Now, if you graduate, I got no issue with you. Right. So he graduated and he transferred. I got no issue with that. Um, but just to leave, just because I'm not happy, I mean, that's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. But let me get off my soapbox on that, and, and let me ask you this last question. What piece of yes, advice sir. would you give to somebody that has aspirations to take their talents to the highest level? First of all, you gotta you gotta have a vision and a goal. Um, if you don't visualize it, you know you, you're not gonna really feel it once you get there. Or if you get there, you just it's gonna be more of a shock to you. So I tell people to visualize, visualize your goals, set goals, you know, aside, write your goals down. That's uh, one thing, Coach Antoine, my position coach at Ohio, had us do. He had us write our goals down. Uh, so stuff like that will help you achieve your goals. So once you get to your ultimate goal, you're prepared for it and you're ready to excel at it. Right. Well, good. That's good. Visualize your visualize your goal. Yep. Write it down. Yes, so sir. So, that is so important. And uh, and another thing that that I, I've done is that not just write it down but put it someplace you can see it on a regular basis. Yes. Yep, visualize. Yep, so yep, it's right there. Yep. You can see it. Yep. That's right. That's right. See it. Because it, it all goes back down to what's your why? Why am I doing yep. this? Yep, what's your why? Yep. Why am I? And, of course, if I'm not doing it for the right reasons, it's going to be so much easier for me to quit. But, uh It is what it is, baby. You just got to visualize it, write it down, see it, and just grind. And I like the other that. thing. I'm going to add that. I'm going to add that to mine, Coach. I'm going to take that and steal that from you. Add that to I like that. The uh, big thing um, that we talk about a lot here with the West Foundation um, is that we want our, our kids to understand that they can be successful without being a professional athlete. Absolutely. And we try to equip them with tools that will help them be successful. And, and, of course, so much you can learn from working to be the best that you can be on the athletic field. And if you take those things that you learn from that work ethic to whatever you do in your profession, then you've got a great chance of being successful. If you take that discipline, if you take that work ethic, if you take that mindset that, hey, I'm striving to be the best that I can be, hey, man, you're going to be successful. Absolutely, Coach. But hey. but, hey, another thing I want you to keep in mind, we know we talked about it briefly, but June 26th, we're having our, okay. uh, our football cheerleading camp, and 
Definitely yeah. usually have a pretty good showing from our guys from Ohio. Uh, I know yeah. Dave Kennett said he's coming down. Uh, Deion Byron's coming well, Josh, down. Josh, Josh coming down too, don't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think uh, yeah, Larry Cohen will be there. Yep, Josh uh-huh. will be there. Um, so so we're going to have, uh, you know, four, five, six guys from Ohio, so definitely love to have you down there as well. Okay. I think, did Perry Parks work at one year? Yeah, Perry did. Ridgeview? Perry I thought he, yeah, I thought he yep. came down one year. Yep. yep. He's he up did. at UNCC he now. I saw him the other day. He's at UNCC. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yep, he's yep. been down as well. So, it's uh, a good deal. Send me information. Yep. I definitely do it. I definitely Send do it. Information. Uh, tell the wife about it. And we'll plan a trip out of it. All right. That sounds like a plan, man. Let's, let's let's do it. Now, you have any little ones? Yes, I got a little girl. She's ten. She's ten. All right. What is she yes, into? Sir. She's ten. Dancing, playing any dancing, hip hop dancing. She don't. She hip-hop. she cheer. Yeah, hip hop okay. dancing. Guess what? Dancing um, butt off. Yeah. Well, this is a football and a cheerleading camp. So you can go on and okay. register her. Um, yeah, you can go to www.wesffc.com and get her registered. Um, and again, it's a free okay. camp. So definitely love to have her down as well. All right. Good deal. Good All deal. Right. I appreciate okay. it. Yes, sir. Hey, man. Well, you have a good one. Definitely uh, appreciate you joining us. And we will talk with you in a little bit. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back to wrap up in a few minutes. Hold on. a bit of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control it's cool to dance but what about a groove that soothes the mood romance give me a soft subtle mix and if it ain't broke then don't try to fix it and think of the summers of the past adjust the face and let the alpine blast pop in my cd and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime But back then I didn't really know what it was But now I see what happened is The way that people respond to summer madness The weather is hot and girls are dressing less And checking out the fellas to tell them who's best Riding around in your Jeep or your Benzos Or in your Nissan sitting on Lorenzo's Back in Philly we be out in the park A place called the Plateau is where everybody goes Guys out hunting and girls doing likewise Honking at the honey in front of you with the light eyes she turned around to see what you beeping at. It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac. And with a pen and pad, I compose this rhyme to hit you and to get you equipped for the summertime. Lay in the day, 
court yet to the mall to get me a short set. Yeah, I got on sneaks, but I need a new pair. Cause basketball courts in the summer got girls there. The temperature's about 88. Hop in the water plug, just for old time's sake. Break to your crib, change your clothes once more. Cause you're invited to a barbecue to start with four. Sitting with your friends, as y'all reminisce about the days growing up and the first person you kissed. And as I think back, makes me wonder how the smell from a grill could spark off nostalgia. All the kids playing out front, little boys messing around with the girls playing double dutch. While the DJ spinning a tune as the old folks dance at your family reunion. Then six o'clock rolls around. You just finished wiping your car down. It's time to cruise, so you go to the summertime, hang out, it looks like a car show. Everybody come looking real fine, fresh from the barbershop, applying the beauty salon. Every moment fronting and maxing, chilling in the car, they've been all day waxing. Leaning to the side, but you can't speed through two miles an hour, so everybody sees you. There's an air of love and of happiness, and this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Everstands back. Um, had two great guests today, uh, Mr. Arkita Banks uh, from Elon College. Um, young man that's sort of uh, went to Western Carolina, Lenore Ryan, back to Western Carolina, and uh, I was really glad to have him go back home, played at Elon College, and uh, look for him to do a lot of good things here in the future. And then we also had Anthony Hackett. And uh, excuse my mistake on the um, flyer uh, where we had Myers Park. He's actually advanced, and they had back-to-back state champions. And uh, really excited for Anthony. He's he's done a great job there as defensive coordinator. Uh, Not too many people can say their first two years as a defensive coordinator they won state champions, uh, state championships. Excuse me. So looking for him to do big things here in the future. And uh got a exciting week coming up. We're going to have a, definitely a couple of great guests coming up for you again next week. And everybody just continue to be on your grind. And remember, be all in. Go on to get in your mindset that I'm going to be where my feet are. I'm going to go on and know that this obstacle, whatever this obstacle is, because you're going to reach an obstacle at some point, is an opportunity to learn. And know that, hey, once I learn from this, hopefully I won't have to reach that obstacle again. And if I do, I know how to handle it. But there could be other obstacles that come to your path. But all those things are are something that's going to help you be successful down the road. So it's all about your perspective. And when you're all in, you usually have the right perspective. It's not an obstacle. It's a learning opportunity. It's not a failure. It's an opportunity to know that's not how you do something. Be all in. Grind on. And I look for you to be successful. All right? Everybody have a great night. And uh, we'll be back next week. Take care.
I'ma stay safe. 